good everybody it is your favorite mc slash favorite rt inm aka flo rogan aka van the vagina pumper and i'm here with one of my favorite artists independent artists one of the dopest voices out there if billboard did a list of the top 100 new voices out here because i'm not going to yet put you on aretha franklin's level yet you got to show respect to the vets right you'll agree i don't say none yet you will agree but give her some time. She might be up there. I am setting you up on such a high platform because I think of you that highly. I'm here with Miss Pearls, a.k.a. the voice from the Bronx that now lives in the place that almost killed me when I went to go over there. <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? Hey, that intro. Wow. That was a lot. <laughs> wow. Aretha, mm, Anita Baker, yeah. You already starting me off before I even get to my questions, but we might I know, but I just wanted now. to clear it up because who's your you top then? Anita Baker. That's your number one. I can actually see the comparison. Number one, as you mentioned that, I, I have an Anita Baker dad hat on right now as we speak. Mm. Um, I took that a little long to log in because. I couldn't find my Nita Baker hat. And, you know, I felt like I wanted those vibes. So, you know, you know. I'm sitting here, as I just noticed, I got a do-rag on that got holes in it. So, like, I'm flopping. <laughs> Thank God this is not <laughs> a video. So, yo, that's actually, you know, as you mentioned that, I hear the Anita Baker in you. Holy shit. Damn, you already... You already ruined my your my entire strategy has I'm been. sorry. Nah, that's the beauty of, of being a freestyle MC. We we good on uh on our feet right here. So let me tell you why I even brought up Aretha Franklin. Um, did you see the Billboard top two hundred list? Yeah. Ooh, your face told me everything. You guys can't see your face, it's filled with flames right now. What did you <laughs> There's a couple things in there I found suspect. It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. It's given who 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 created this list and like what do you even know about music at this point? Yeah, that list was bad. It's for the yeah, simple. that was crazy. So you disagree? It's funny though because when I was looking at the numbers next to the artists, I was like, "What?" Where I saw a brand yet? Ah. Where I saw Jasmine Sullivan at, I was like, okay, all right. So clearly someone just said, let's just make a list and throw random names, just put them next to random numbers like and it. hit submit. You know, when does Jasmine Sullivan, we talked about this. She's gotten so many 
bad situations created. And I know you said she did that song back in like 1956, bashing windows out the car. It don't matter. The woman in 1956 did some fuck shit and was kicking in windows for what? And then didn't Beyonce do something? The whole no, no, no. Listen, the whole thing behind the busting the windows. Yeah, totally. Your boy should have never cheated. Oh please, oh please. That's it. Oh, please. your boy didn't cheat. He would still have those windows. So what? And... What? What did she do to make my man cheat? Yes, I I went there. She Ooh. just expressed herself. I haven't heard the song. She expressed herself. Okay. See, see, so, you don't even, listen. You don't even know the story behind it. You just worried about your boy's windows being busted. You damn right. I pay. I work. I pay for that shit. That's called vandalism. Like, fuck out of here. Don't mess but my... they're not your windows. Those are so my windows. I pay for them. They're not. I pay for them. Listen. Part of the lease. At the end of the day, it was a dope song mm. with a relatable concept. Oh boy. She killed. That's it. Drops like. What number was she on that list? I don't even. Let me say something. After I saw it the first time, I did not even go back to look. I didn't. I don't care about what number she is. In my book, yeah, she's ranked in top ten. That's it. Really, top ten all time voices. Absolutely, because I'm putting like the guys with the females. Like if we're. Talking about just females and like you know mm-hmm. she might be higher than that, but you know including the guys, oh. you know top ten. I respect it. No, I, I I like that actually a lot because you're going. Everybody's going to put the usual crop up there. I actually like that, and I think that kind of kind of shows your uniqueness or your ability to be like, yo, this is what I like. This is who I am. Take this, and you got the pipes behind it to kind of hold your own. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, when I, for as a, on the MC side, like I don't know shit about Jasmine Sullivan except that she was kicking in windows. And for me, no, no, damn it, that's what I know as. I don't know what she did after that. I don't care. She kicked windows. It was giving judgy. I ain't judging nothing. If she kicked my windows and the relationship's over, just like music. She's a baddie though. Like who, it doesn't even matter. You can look at the windows and be like, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what, Jazz? You a baddie. I don't even care about these windows. So I feel like, the fellas won't even be mad if Jasmine kicked down or punched out or did whatever to their window. Just saying. This is the beauty of Melodin popping. This is the beauty of Google. We're gonna look Jasmine Sullivan up right here. This is called checking out Google. She's cute. Melanin popping. She's cute. Natural body. That's a plus. Okay. I love that. That's a plus for me. Makeup by choice. But That's if she decides fine. not to wear, she's still fire and beautiful without it. So seeing like contradicting pictures here because one thing says so she looks like a cut me in front. I don't know if these pictures are new or not. She looks like she's a little thicker, right? Now. But then the next picture she, she lost 50 pounds. So which one is recent? Yeah, it's giving slim thick right now. She's healthy right yeah. now. Hey, right. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. to each their own. She's cool. Not necessarily my 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 cup of tea, but but fellas, they out here, you know. Yeah, she's dope. I, I can see the appeal. She could be a twenty though. You fucking fuck my windows up. That's the end of that trip. But anyway, on the other side, like when people talk about hip hop stuff and they Nas, Jay Z, Nas is in mind, but Nas, Jay Z, Pac, whatever. I have like Royce to five nine Elzai, which is, I mean, Royce is a little more well known, but nobody knows Elzai. Nobody knows Kai, and I stand by that because they were very influential in my own music. So I I assume Jasmine Sullivan held a big part of. 
the pro. Yeah, she's actually um she's she's loved in hip hop too. Like she's on the Jadika song, she's on a Rick Ross song. Mm. So, you know, team jazz. Okay. I respect it. You're gonna make me didn't she do like a whole tour? Wasn't that a thing? It's hotels. Hotels. Oh, that's kind of a fucking dope wordplay. Yeah, well, no? all right, I can respect it. Actually, I like that. Okay, so now get over the windows. Thanks. No, I'm not because I can't even drive to the hotel or for the hotels because I got no windows and it's cold outside. She it's it tales like stories and memories and like that type of tales. So, no, I see it. No, I see that, but I see like, but I want you to get over the windows. That's hard, bro. You broke my windows, baby. Chill. What did Beyonce do? Then she like. <laughs> Tangerine somebody's car or some shit like that. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. I just I have no idea. You know what got me about no the list? And again, I'm not a singer like that, but put Beyonce number eight. I mean, I guess I don't know. Mary J at twenty something was a little high for me. Aaliyah was in the top one hundred. Um, top. And yeah, and where was Brandy? Brandy was way back. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like let's let's stop. <laughs> right. Max yeah, B wasn't stop. on that list. Max B should have been at least in the top ninety, in my opinion. <laughs> but what got me is they had Michael Jackson at number eighty three or some shit. That was Usher on that list. Usher was ahead of Michael Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. Ariana Grande. I'm not mad at that. Ariana Grande was ahead of Nah because I don't. What about know. Chris Brown? He was on the list. I just don't remember exactly where. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at Usher being higher than Michael Jackson. I mean, I'm not mad if you feel that way, but I don't know. Mike had an interesting voice, yo. I don't know, very. Yeah, that's cool, but. Ooh, I like um... you. You ain't afraid against <laughs> it. I like they had Prince at 16. I remember that. Yeah, way up there. I don't know. Um, I. I Prince um I like the song that he has um uh, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking. I think everybody knows you're talking about right there for that little bit. Yeah, like. I like that song. All right, so let's get but, into you. Let's get into you, Miss Pearls. We've established all of the people that you like. You hate Max B. You love Jasmine Sullivan. Uh-uh. I like Max B. <laughs> now I'm fuck with you. Max B should have been in the top. He, he'd be in my top 10 singers. That's just me, though. My brother used to always play Max B. Very wise. Very wise. Shout out to Max hey, B. Hey, Jay. Super off-key. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay used to always play Max B, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we used to talk about him a little bit. And I got on to Max a little late. Because for me, I'm like that mm-hmm. hip-hop snob guy. So I was like, yeah, this is a little different. Then I finally started listening. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. But for you, you're a singer, right? You're a beautiful voice. I've heard you. I've seen you live. You actually really... Because when you're singing in person, I mean, when you're singing like in your house, when you're singing in a studio, and when you're singing on stage, it's three completely different. At least as a rapper, I can say it's three completely different situations is it the same as a singer because i've seen you body all three it's definitely definitely different yeah um live is my favorite is it why is that oh my gosh like live music is life um there's so much peace in live music for me 
it just does something for me internally. Like, right. um, and I feel like in the house or like in the house will probably be like number two, right? Like, or like yeah. recording, um, even like in my house or somewhere around my house or yeah. in my clubhouse, like my um my complex has a clubhouse. So like it's kind of like an open space where they have like desk or like a little lounge table. Um, I'm actually gonna do some more videos in there, but um, that's that's cool too. And I feel like I I have more time with it because I feel like I know that I'm not the only singer that goes through this. But like when you're recording a, a video at home or in your own space, yeah, you could do that during like 30 times, <laughs> and 100%. I definitely hit the 32. Um, so it's at 32. I so I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I remember one time I was doing, uh, it was the Faith Evans' I Love You. And I just wanted my tone to sound a certain way. And I was just like, I don't care if I have to do this joint 50 times. I want my tone to sound a certain way. So I did that joint, like, a solid 32 times. And on 32, it was good. It was the right mm-hmm. one. It worked out. Um, and then that compared to singing in the studio. Singing in the studio, I do not like. I think I that's like, my favorite part as well. I think that's I, rap, I was okay too. with it before, but like in this stage of life, I do not like it. I feel like I overthink. I feel like I push myself. And there's nothing wrong with pushing yourself, but I feel like I push myself to the point where now everything is just sounding like I don't want it. And it I gotta do it over. And I gotta it do it over. Natural. Yeah, I get exactly what you mean. Yeah, and I don't like the playback. I record with like one headphone on so I don't hear myself fully. It's just a whole process. And I feel like it mm-hmm. takes up so much time. Like when I did um I did a song recently and that was okay. That was okay. I didn't really overthink it because the song wasn't that long. The song was like a minute and twenty seconds. Okay. And I feel like because the song was shorter, I just kind of was doing like that. I got to just hit it and quit it real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it like five times. And it worked out a little better, but I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. No, I get it. And I think anybody listening to this can kind of relate to that because also with the studio, everything is so... Your, your fucking mic, if you have a good mic, picks up everything. So for me, like yeah. that's when I learned to do different vocal inflections and tones and you know my voice is kind of heavy so it took me a while to figure out my voice exactly it took me a while to figure out my voice without sounding monotone or dry or boring it took me a while when I'm just doing some bullshit in the street freestyling or in the house it's everything so easy because there's no pressure I can do whatever I want and on stage is cool but I feel like singers get a little bit of a different response because I don't know. I think singing, I, I, I don't say, I will sing. I can't sing. So I will sing. I have no fear of doing it, but you can actually do it. And I feel like you can get more from the crowd. You can get more from the energy in the building while you're singing, as opposed to you in a studio and you think you killed it. And the producer's like, nah, I hit that part again. And now you're like, well, now I'm so self-conscious about that part. Kind of. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm also somebody who is, and you know, in the studio, like I, I will tell the engineer, like, for example, like, okay, I did, I did it like three times, and on the fourth time, I'm like, 
Um, I want to do it again, right? And then he's like, or she's like, no, nah, that was good. Right. I want to do it again. Yeah, it's not no, that was good. By the third, that was good, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, at this point, um, I'm going to do it again. And we're going to stop going back and forth about me doing it again. Right. Um, but I've also realized that sometimes, like, especially in doing it five or six times, like, okay, sis, it could have been good on the third one. You know, but, like, you're just hearing something else in your head. And maybe right now you just need right. to relax. But I also feel like that's why it's good to have an engineer that you have a relationship with because you can trust that engineer to say, okay, that, that fourth one was good. Mm -hmm. And be like, all right, maybe I'm just overthinking it and maybe it really was just good. Yeah, I've been working with the same engineer for like 12 years. And we at, are at the point now where we hear the same shit. And he's like, yeah. do this part over. The only weird thing is when you work with somebody new too, and I've heard this on like a lot of the albums. Like I remember, I, I, I don't want to misquote, but I think it was Buster Rhymes. Didn't initially want to do "Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See," and somebody hey, else, and somebody else heard that and said, "Do it," and he listened. Now, had he went on his own shit, he might have went. You know, Buster's a, a brilliant artist, so he would have figured out something. But there's only one "Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See," and somebody else. I'm using that as an example. If I'm wrong, please forgive me, but I, I believe I heard that before. So the person that heard what you had said, your third track or your third um, time going up, that was dope. And you saying not a fifth one is the shit. You might actually be wrong. You, know, you never know. You know, mm -hmm. you have to kind of have that ability as an artist to kind of let go of what you think is dope and let that person do it. But then you don't want them to fuck up your art. Yeah. And then for me, I'd be like, all right, so let me hear them play back. <laughs> Exactly. And and I that same um when I was doing I had recorded a cover to Gallus. To what? Um, by Capella Gallus by Capella Gray. Okay. And my engineer was like I got did it maybe twice and on the third one he was like, That's it. Like that's the one. Cut you off. And I was yeah. like, That's the one? And he was like, That's the one. And I was like, Okay. All right. But when I listen, you know, like regularly, I'm like, that was the one. Mm -hmm. I feel like I still had a better one, mm -hmm. but that was the one. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to kind of trust. For me, I, I, I feel so comfortable in what I do personally, unless it's Rees. And sometimes, like, we'll disagree. And what I like about him, if I really push, he'll be like, all right, whatever, right? But you do kind of need that other air, just like personality wise. Like I think I might be well put together, but you see me from a different lens and you can say you point, you can point out shit about me that might not actually be on point that I don't even notice that I think is stellar. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Don't give me that face. Mm. What that mean? What that mean? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. So like, what was your first moment of like wanting to do music just in general? Like what was your first experience with music period? Not going to be a singer, just what was your first experience? My first experience, I'm laughing because my first experience was in my high chair. Yeah. And and it's so crazy because kids always say, like, I remember when I was four and I remember when I was five. And adults are like, no, you don't. Yeah. But I do remember being, like, I wasn't, 
I remember at first listening to, um, well, like the first song that I could remember in my high chair was Whitney Houston and I Will Always Love You. Oh, that is a high bar. That's a great thing to listen um, to. Hammer to Legit to Quick. Yeah. Um, and those were the two that I initially remember in the high chair. Now, the song that I remember verbatim singing, like, now I'm five, I'm out the high chair, mm -hmm. um, was Janae, Hey, Mr. DJ. Wow. Damn, that's, that makes And that funny. was my favorite song. Like, and believe it or not, if I hear that song right now, yeah, I have the same energy that I had when I was younger. And I remember snapping my fingers right. and having my Walkman on and the tape broke so many times and my dad had to make me another one. Wow. Yo. And rewind and rewind and rewind and fast forward. Yeah. Rewind and fast forward. You know what's um, so And I would fall asleep to it. Right. Break up to it. Um, so that was the song that um I knew and I was just like, ooh, like I knew all the changes, I knew the runs, I knew yeah. the rap, I knew all of it. That and I will always love you. Those were the two that I remember verbatim singing. And with the and well, I will always love you. I watched Whitney so much and so hard that mm -hmm. I would try and I would try and make my lips do the quiver while I was singing. That is so distinct. This is how you know because you're I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to. I felt like if my, my lips were doing that quiver, I was sounding just like her. That's so crazy that you like. That's the intricacies of like a artist in the making that you're noticing little things like that. Yeah, and and my dad and my dad and Aunt Woody always would say that to me, like, "Yo, you used to try and focus on making your lip quiver because you like." It. If my lip shakes, I'm going to sound like her. I'm going to sound like her. And they would play the song just to literally watch me. I can, <laughs> I yeah. can make my lip quiver. That's pretty And dope. also to hear me sing it. But yeah. Yeah. And this is building your confidence up. And this is building the blocks of, of pearls. Like when you even mention Jeanne, hey, Mr. DJ, Nothing sells more. If you look at a lot of the most successful shows that are out right now, nostalgia is like Stranger Things hit because it hit with my audience. That was in the 80s, malls, everything like that. I related to that heavy. When you just mentioned John A., I got such a calm in me. That came out, I looked it up. It came out in 94, I was 12. And I remember that playing everywhere. I remember my mother playing it and trying to sing it terribly. She was awful, but she was singing it, you know what I'm saying? And it was in the house, and that reminded me. And I came out in the summer, if I'm not mistaken. At least it made me think so. The summer, I don't know. And yeah, that's crazy. It was definitely that's... the summer. Let me tell you how I was, know. Right? Yeah. It was the summer because I was walking around the house in an undershirt and little shorts. Yeah. And the only time that I could walk around the house with that was if it was the summer. So I know it was the summertime. Crazy, right? <laughs> Yo, music has such a connection. with no shoes on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Yo, music has such a, it brings back such a connection and this is why I love it. And it means something different to everybody else. Like you got, this is part of your building blocks. For me, I just have a fond memory of it playing. I remember being on a, on um when we had like top 10 video list. I remember seeing uh -huh. it and everything like that. And 
Yo, just thinking about that song just literally brought such a peace to me. It's so weird. I don't know what was going on else around that time, but that song brought like a certain peace to me, and that's that's pretty dope. And yeah, that was my song. That's great. still my song. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, part in the break, like I said to you guys many times before, Zoom is doing some fuck shit, and I'm not upgrading, so we will have to transition. But just to <laughs> recap, you guys, I'm here with this amazing artist, Pearls, who kind of shocked me at the beginning when it came to her favorite list, but she did it in a very good way. Her preference is her preference, and I respect it so much. And she like Jasmine Sullivan and Anita Baker. Why Anita Baker? What about her caught you out of everybody that you could pick from? It's the tone for me. Yeah. The tone for you for what you think you can hit. Everything. Artist, everything. Just everything. 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 Like her tone is soothing. Um, it's given water. It's given. It's just perfect. It's so airy and so thick at the same time. And yeah. once I developed my sound as an artist, um, those are things that I knew I can hear in Nita Baker. But when I was younger mm-hmm. and I started like Nita Baker, it was just something about the way she was saying her words in her songs. And yeah. my dad would play her. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? You can hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. The freezer, you froze right there. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. So what I heard. Good. So why Anita Baker? Why her out of everybody? Oh, as I said, it's the tone for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's just, her tone is so airy, but yet thick all at the same time. But I realized that with her tone, it became a tone thing for me as I got older. But when I was younger mm-hmm. and I was hearing her around the house, I liked the way that she said her words. And the way she ended her sentences. So like, um, with all my heart, I love. Like, what? That was fire to me. Like, So what about that, that you heard that I didn't hear? The fact that she dropped her voice so low? The the fact that it was airy and thick. And she didn't fully finish the word. Oh. So like, whereas you have Keisha Cole, love. You hear love opposed to. Anita Baker, um, I love. Like, are you saying love right, or right, love? Right. Like, that was fire right. to me. And just her, the fact that it was airy, but yet thick at the same time. And That's I cool. definitely, definitely love when artists do not finish pronouncing the word when they're singing. This is the beauty of music, people. The shit that you heard there, right? The things that yeah. you heard there. And I think I heard that's like a term called like put water on it. And I, I think I heard that from um I forgot who it was, but the producer was like, Don't say the word so clear. Put a little water on it. Meaning like drown it out so it sounds a little like you don't hear the full word. Now I don't know if you heard that, but this is something I've heard back in the day. It may not apply in real life, but I heard it once. Because you're a little old. Yeah, so is Anita Baker. So we good. Fucking don't, don't nah, baby. Don't she's crash ain't me. 
She is not old. Her old change. She yeah, is timeless. <laughs> she's definitely timeless. She's definitely um. She's silky. She's what? Silky. Yeah. All right. Velvety. So, again, I'm not a singer, so, but I'm going to throw this out there because her vibe, Anita Baker, was kind of the same vibe. All right, let me let me, let me make this very clear. I have not gone. No, don't give me that face. Chill out. I haven't <laughs> gone through. Because what you about to say? Because I haven't gone Anita through. Anita her own category. She's no, no, own but, but, but this is what this is what I mean. What I've heard, I've heard of maybe five or six songs from Anita Baker, right? And they, she, what I did, like, what I do remember about her was she had the ability to be very smooth, but she had a voice that she could be forceful when she had to. And I think that's mm -hmm. a very dope kind of ability. But okay. the, the person that I was thinking of was like, but as I thought more about it, I've never heard her be forceful. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. it came to the chill shit, like, Sade was very chill. So do you see... In terms of them being like the laid back kind. No. No, no. you don't see a comparison? No. I, I rely to you as an expert on this, so I'm asking you. Nah. Nah? And I know that that's crazy debatable, but it's a no for me. Okay. I'm mean, No, it's not a no. I mean, you say no for you, that don't mean it's wrong. You know, like for me. No, like what? People love Shade, but compared <laughs> to Anita, it's yeah. a no for me. Well, that's how I feel about a certain MC and Nas. I love Nas and the other MC didn't necessarily do it for me like that, you know? But Hope is always going to do it I mean, you said it, not me. me. You said it, not me. And it's not me saying it. Because I feel like, I feel like you feel a way about it. And <laughs> it's not me saying, like, Jay-Z is trash. Like, I get it. If anybody came to me and said Jay-Z's the best, I get it. If you came to me and told me the the seventh member of the Saint Lunatics that nobody heard of was the best. Oh, question. Man. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. So when did you start singing? Let me ask you that. Because I don't like how you Solid. came at me right there. So how did you start singing? Um. So before I started singing, I felt like I just wanted to state for the audience and the people that Hove is definitely better than Nas. No, you now, didn't say that. That's not what you said. When I music, first definitely started not what you singing, said. was five. Mm -hmm. uh, and I felt like I started to take it seriously when I was about 15. Okay, so you, what was you doing in between those 10 years? Just I was still singing, but at 15 was when I was like, oh, like, you could sing thing. <laughs> like, and people were singing around me, right? And right. I knew other singers. I was listening to different type of artists. Yeah. I was singing in the choir at church, you know. So I feel like I was still singing, but at that age, I realized, like, oh, like, I could probably write a song if I tried. Or Dope. I had friends who were challenging me who were singers um, who were saying, yo, like, sing this part with me, harmonize with me, do this, do that. So... Mm -hmm. But like I started to take it more serious because I also was dancing at the same time. So at that age, I started dancing. So I was kind of like going back and forth, but more right. so doing dance more because I was in dance more. So like my mom had me in dance class yeah. every weekend opposed to where with the choir and at church, I didn't really, I didn't go to as many rehearsals as many dance classes. 
So it's fair to say that you love dance more, dance more than the singing part, even now? No, absolutely not. I never loved it more. I just did it more. Interesting. I was more consistent with it because there wasn't like singing classes or anything like that. And also, uh, singing wasn't really something that I felt people were giving classes and lessons in at that time. Dance was everywhere. So I felt like it was easier to find a dance class over a vocal class. And also, mm-hmm. I just wasn't thinking about singing, thinking, thinking about singing classes because I heard music all the time and I felt like I could just sing when I wanted to, you know, and try different things right in my house because my dad was playing music every Saturday. Yeah. You know, so whereas dance class was okay four hours, but the music was going to be on for the rest of the day. So, yeah. okay, so you either had way, I was gonna... regardless. Exactly, either way. Right, that's dope. But you know what? I never seen Anita Baker bust out a dance move. Um, Actually, Anita dances on stage while she is singing. Watch your mouth. Well, the reason why I said I've never seen Anita Baker bust out a dance mm-hmm. move is because I've never seen her on stage. So I didn't lie. Yeah, she's fire live, but she also has a fire two step <laughs> and dips and comes back up, you know. That's all you need. I went through my entire twenties in a club off a of two step and changing the level of my shoulders. That that was all I needed. I yeah. Beanie Man come on, same two step. Dipset come on, same two step. Whatever came up, that two step held me down for my whole 20s and my success. I feel like I've seen this two-step at like a You might have. Function. My success rate was very high, so I'm good. So, um, two-step. That's what's up. So, like, so here's my question. It's the two-part question, but you can answer it. What was the moment that you said, I really want to do this? And when was the moment when you said, I can do this? Because there's a difference there. The moment of I want to do this, mm-hmm. I feel like I've always wanted to sing, right. but I didn't always want to be an artist. Like I've always wanted to sing, but I wanted to be a background singer. Mm-hmm. Like that was the goal. Like, yo, I could be a fire background singer. And that's only because I, I didn't want to be in the front and I didn't want all the attention of like, the limelight so I figured if I'd be a background singer I could still sing and like sing my tail off and Mm -hmm. you know all the things Mm -hmm. I could dance while doing it Mm -hmm. and be noticed but not get too much attention so do you think that was a a confidence thing or is it just you kind of wanted your anonymity but you still wanted to do what you love to do no I just don't like all that attention I'm still that way to this day like I just I don't mind. I don't mind being up there. I don't mind being up there singing, dancing, whatever. But I'm not a. I don't like the. Oh my gosh! Ah, like oh no. It's pearls. Nah, yeah, relax. Everybody sucks. relax. Everybody relax. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. So for I, me, it was just always an attention thing. Like I've never really had a confidence issue because I felt like dance installed all of the confidence that I needed to last me. <laughs> so yeah. I was just like I didn't like the I didn't want the attention I didn't want the oh my god people that was too much like wow that, no, that's, that's a, a lot. lot and I respect that 
And and I think a lot of people need that. To me, for me, deep in th thinking deeper than just the music part, that speaks to your inner self-confidence. Because a lot of people live off of that. That is their entire confidence and when it stops. Oh, yeah. Mm. Which makes me feel like you as an artist, because I never felt like that either. I don't, I, I actually don't want the limelight. I, I'm like one of those guys, if I walk into a room as an MC and somebody says, yo, Iron, what up? And that's it. My week is made. I don't want to have to buy out an entire movie theater to go to the movie. I don't even think people are doing that anymore, but Michael Jordan used to have to do that. And I think yeah. I don't need that ego boost of that. I don't need people chasing me. Fuck that. Chill. And I think because of that, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, you as an artist yourself, to me, that gives me more freedom because I'm not afraid of, if I do this, you may not like it, but my core fans will. And that gives me a certain freedom because I'm not chasing the validation of you. Like I'm doing what I want to do because I'm good at it. And you can take it or leave it. I feel like I just don't care. Like I feel right. like I, for me, it's not a, I feel like I'll feel more comfortable and I can kind of do it. Listen, who I am is who I am. You're going to get what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, right. it is what it is. So I just, I do my best to kind of make sure I don't put myself in a situation where I'll look back like, dang. Exactly. Like, exactly. And not because of the people, but because of me. Exactly. Like I have a standard for myself. So I just feel like right. I don't even really care about what you're going to say. It's about what I'm going to say to me when I look in the mirror. When I exactly. get home, like, girl, girl. Exactly. So girl. your integrity is at a high level. Cause I had yeah, it's just me for me. Like, right. not even the people. Like, it's me for me. 100%. I had an opportunity. I was doing um, 106 in Park back in the day. And I stick to my hey, style. Hey, superstar. Exactly. Yeah, whatever. I, they, they didn't put me on because I didn't conform. And I started to talk about them. And maybe, whatever, don't come at me, people. But this is my story. And I stick with it. And I got into the battle part. And they put me in and it was like, oh, we're doing songs now. And it was like, but your style's a little too boom bap. Can you be more? This is when like the Atlanta was initially popping, like mm -hmm. and all of this shit. And it was like, can you do that? And I'm like, no, nah, that's not me. I, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I was perfectly fine with that because I was confident in myself. I'm like, I'm good. I'm not doing this shit. And I didn't make it on. And I'm glad that I didn't come out there trying to show the lean because that's not the shit I grew up on. <laughs> right? Which is a dope song. It's a dope song, but I'm not from that. That's not me. Or snap music. I don't know what that is. That's not what I... I'm not from that part. And now as a 40-year-old man, I got to look back at me doing this shit. And now from still in the music business, I'm trying <laughs> to come back to my regular shit. Nobody's going to take me serious. So like, I, and I don't have no, I could have probably made an extra $142 for that year. I have no fucking regrets about that, you know? Cause it's like, I also don't want my kids and I'm not talking about anybody that may, may have done this. That's your journey. I don't want to be 58 years old and my son sees me doing some shit that, I've, that's, that I'm clearly uncomfortable with. And he makes fun of me because <laughs> I'm old and I can't even beat him up. So like, I'm not doing that. I'm good. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you though. Like I'm not I'm not conforming. I'm not putting myself in a box. And I feel like that's what when you asked uh what allowed me to know that I can do it mm -hmm. was when I really accepted the fact that I don't have to be put in a box to do it. Ooh. I can do whatever I want, when I want, how I want, 
you know, sing what I want. Exactly. And and knowing my sound and, you know, like really, really owning on my sound. Mm -hmm. That's when I knew, oh, I can do this. Because I felt like I knew that I could sing and that was great. I could do runs for fun and harmonize with people and all the things. But when I was like, okay, this is what I, I want my sound to sound like. And I just, I found it in singing different songs. And once I'm like, oh, that's it. That mm-hmm. that airy, earthy, but raspy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Let's, let's perfect that. Let's own it on that. And let's listen to artists that are similar, not to have their sound, but to keep me away from their sound so I can hear my sound and what I want to do. But you still took pieces. It's like, I listen to it. I yeah. listen to it like being coached by them. Like for me, Joe mm-hmm. Budden and Elzai are very instrumental in how I write and how I rap. And I don't want to take their style, but I heard them. And that's who gravitated to mm-hmm. me, who I gravitated to. And I think yeah. that's dope that you picked them pieces. You're not biting their style, but, you know, the first level passes it on to the next level generation and then so forth and so on and you grab from that and and that's funny that you said Jibai generation because mm-hmm. initially mm-hmm. I the sound that I was like really owning on was Little Mo like Little Mo is that's in my top job. five really and if you ask me who's my favorite singer or like it's Little Mo if you ask me who's my favorite artist and who is my foundation for sound, it's Linda yeah. Baker. So teenage years, oh, it was a little mo. So like, even when I would have solos or features, mm-hmm. it would be something that reminds you of Mo in it. So like something I love that Mo did was woo woo woo. So most times when I was singing something or whatever, my ad lib would either have that. Or something of Mo's sound. And yeah. That's dope, dope. But that foundation and tone, right. definitely a need a big well, But you, you, And then once I got older, yeah, I was like, yeah, back to the foundation. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. But no, but that's dope because for me, Joe Budden is who I wanted to write like, but Elza is who I wanted to rap like. So I took those elements and put them into the box and just trained with whatever was in that box and just came out with whatever iron that was. So that's pretty dope. I love hearing those stories. That's funny. I don't have an artist that I want, that I wanted to write like. So let me make that clear. I didn't want to write like Joe Budden. What I liked about the way Joe Budden wrote at the time. So let's say this was like 2007 2008, 2009, I liked how he kind of took the S off his chest and made himself vulnerable and talked about his inner demons and talked about what he was scared of and talked about what he disliked and what hurt him, but he did it in a way that was so lyrically up there that you really Mm -hmm. couldn't challenge it. So dumb niggas would hear it and think he's just spitting some hot shit, but he was giving you like himself. So that's why if you listen to a lot of my music, Dr. Dillawana 2, it's very 
introspective and I got that from Joe Budden and I do it in a very lyrical way. Mm. So that's what I mean by that. And when it came to Elzai, Elzai is, I don't know if you know Slum Village and um, Baby I'm Selfish for Kanye and all that. One of the MCs from there, he's so structurally sound. Check you out. Okay. Right. And from what I've heard from you is like you had Anita Baker, Little Mo, Max B, um, <laughs> whoever you had. You I know. cannot. So what is your source? Because I'm sure you, you write your own music too sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. When you go into a booth and you want to sing something emotional or whatever it is, what is your spark that makes you kind of like get into the mode? Honestly, I'm definitely uh, at random times and moments mm-hmm. writing. Like I don't have to be in an emotional place to write, you know, about heartbreak or about love. Like, it's just kind of whatever kind of comes in the moment. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of what it is. So, like, I do most of my writing, or at least in recent time, most of my writing at, like, 3, from, like, 3 to 6 a.m., and and honestly, like my creative and that's my writing time. My creative time is like one to six. So creative time could be like PM? making a no AM. <laughs> so you're a night owl doing through. Not even, not even. It's just I noticed that when I would create, like those it would be in between that time. So like when Boise was really a thing and it was popping and it was like consistent, I was recording my my Boise's from in between one to three AM. Mm. and as far as like writing um I don't know like I could just be laying down and I'll be like oh you know what I think well I think I got a melody let me let me record it on my phone and that's going to be at like 3 a.m 4 a.m and I'll be done at like five um so that's smart you don't let that inspiration run away no some no 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 no. now there have been times okay <laughs> where it is 5 50 yeah okay and i have to get up at six for oh. whatever reason no i'm going to sleep you don't get that going six sleep. You don't get i'll seconds. just do like the what if the melody was yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna record yeah yeah and go to sleep i'm not writing nothing i'm just gonna record that little piece so i can know the melody and i'm going to sleep but, that's but there's good other times where it's like I just hear it. I'll hear the melody. I always hear the melody first. I'll hear the melody and I'll probably hear like a few words for the hook. And if it's solid enough, then I'll I'll continue to write. That's dope. I, I kind of think I'm in the same process. Like if I catch, for me though, for me, let me say this. I'll go six, seven, eight, nine months without writing a fucking thing. And then I'll catch a wave. And then I've written an album in a week. And that's good. But what I've found for myself, when I'm in a good mood or things are going well, I don't write. If I deal with like the death of my mom or a breakup or something like that, I am prolific. I am like, it's ridiculous how. And I think the fact that I can freestyle very well and my brain thinks very fast. I can just jot down so much shit if I'm in the mood. Like I've re- I've walked to the gym and written two songs that ended up on my Dr. Villa project because I was just in that kind of flow. 
See, that's that's convenient. It helps, but it sucks too. Because if I'm in a good mood, I don't like to know. It's convenient though, because like that's at probably two p.m. where you're walking to the gym, a poster. Yeah, that's true. It is two thirty-five. That sucks, actually. And I have to wake up at four for work. Yeah. Yeah. And you know something comes, but and I mean that was like. I would say like that wasn't like the last two years. I feel like this past year, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely been a a trap that has to kind of get things flowing. Like if I'll hear the track or hear a song, then I'll hear like maybe a melody first for a hook, or mm-hmm. I'll hear a couple of words because like uh one song that I wrote recently that I did um, at my live session, yeah. I actually was listening to another song. And as the song is on, the artist is singing and singing and singing, right? And I hear an entire different melody, key, and lyrics and wrote the entire thing while that song was on. How'd that and go? then I... What I did was I sent it to my homeboy, who is also my keys player right now. Hey, Dave. Dave. And I was like, yo, I created this listening to this song. It has no music to it. I'm going to sing you what I came up with. And he was like, okay, cool. And I recorded it in my phone, sent it to him, and he created the music behind it. But... It could be something like that, where it's a whole song is on. Right. But as far as the thing happening where, like, I'm just laying down and I'll just hear it, that had stopped. So I felt mm-hmm. like I needed music. Right. And once I heard music, rather, it was an empty track right. or a song I was able to create. And what I also do is I time myself. Time. So if it's a if it's an empty track, I'll time myself. So I'll give myself... Uh, um, 20 minutes to write a song and to just write no to just write whatever mm-hmm. like okay. That's and cool. yeah 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 my one of my big bros say the corner who's a firefighter mc rapper had told me like yo you know what like sometimes you go overthink so much so mm-hmm. he was like i'm gonna tell you something i do and that's what he did he's like yo I give myself a time frame and I just write. I don't write anything that rhymes. I just write whatever comes to mind. So like the sky is blue. Hmm. The other day I was walking. <laughs> yeah, that's a magic. Last up. night, the sky was orange. <laughs> Yellow is my favorite color. Like, and literally he was like, yo, write down whatever comes in that 20 minutes. Now, if you come up with something that, you know, seems to be a hook or a melody and you have a melody for it, then, you know, vibe off of it. but just let it freely come for the 20 minutes and then stop yourself. So don't stop the time. Don't cross out anything. So like, if you're like, Oh, I don't want to use that. Let me, let me write this instead. Like literally just write whatever comes to mind, whatever words. And after the 20 minutes, he would just kind of like leave it alone, I think, and come back to it or whatever. And what I would do is after the 20 minutes, I'll go back to it and kind of see if there's anything that could kind of flow together mm-hmm. and then give myself another 20 minutes to try and work through what I came up with. And oh. 
I did that. And when I did that, I was able to write five hooks. That's a so two rappers, idea. two rappers had needed a hook. I was able yeah. to write those and two singers and then one for myself. So I was able to do five hooks in probably like two days. I think I did the exercise like twice. Mm. But um, yeah. And now I'm at, I feel like I I haven't written anything new recently, but I, I've been arranging, right? So like just arranging music so I could play an instrument too and then create my own backgrounds to it. And it'd be like the same song, just kind of like doing a cover of that song, but yeah. like recreating the backgrounds and just recreating the maybe the tempo or the key of the song or... Yeah. Just my interpretation of the song. Like my writing process is completely different, but it's actually what your man said there. Write what you can in 20 minutes and just come back to it. Like a lot of my songs, what you hear it, that might be the third and fourth bar might've been the last thing I ever wrote. And I just kind of mm -hmm. together and shift things like that. Like I came to one of your shows and I was, um, like, I, like we said earlier, being on stage is a different beast. It's a completely different animal because now you yeah. have to entertain. It can be three, four, five, six, seven, hundred thousand, eighty thousand people. These are different people and people have different ways of listening to shit. And your job is to entertain and reach as many of them as you can. You're not going to hit everybody. That's never going to happen. Yeah. And I thought can. about that. I thought right. about all 60 of those people and what right. they would be imagining or thinking as I am up there right, singing my little heart out. So you have been performing. I came to one of your live shows and you've seen more seasoned. That was not a live show of somebody that just got on stage. Because the first person on stage, they're nervous. No matter how good they are, a lot of times they're nervous. Unless they're like supremely coached up, you can kind of see the um immaturity in their development do you remember your first time on stage how did that go and did you fart at any time during that performance <laughs> no yes, you did. Uh, my first time I did not my first time on stage was my kindergarten graduation and boom farted you bang you got no sphincter of control I did not fart because I did not eat before because my right. dad's yeah. Not to eat before, so I wouldn't have to use the bathroom because I was definitely peeping Priscilla. Okay. So, still poop, um, poo poo Preston doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, shut up. Let me tell my story. <laughs> so, uh, oh, haters like you. So, um, first of all, yeah. the first thing that I needed was pearls. Okay. So, I asked my mom to put pearl a pearl necklace on me and some pearl earrings and a pearl bracelet. So mm. that's where it began. Mm. And I don't remember the song that we sang, but I just remember my kindergarten teacher, Miss Moise. Okay. Shout out to And her. it was a class song. It was not a solo. It was not just me. It was a class song. And your girl was out here, Whitney Houston quivering. Hit lip it. with the lip, right? Okay. That, um, that's what I remember as my first first time okay. ever being on stage and being very extra and feeling like 
this is too mediocre for me. Okay. Like nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You felt superior. And um there's actually, yo, there's a video on Instagram of a, a little girl. She has to be like five. And she it's like a like a Christmas show and she has on these wings mm-hmm. and they're singing the little Christmas song. It looks like it was like a little church performance. And Shorty is rocking from side to side, clapping, yeah. shaking her head. And I was like, Yeah, that was me. That was me. Got it. That's dope. So I said when I saw that video on Instagram, I was like, I gotta save this. But that's that was my first time. And then my first time like singing, like singing, singing. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely was in church for sure. Sure. Um Rest in peace to my late Bishop Michelle White, okay, because she definitely trained us, like, from the core. So, like, on how to hold the microphone, on a lot of people how, to, that. how to put some uh, some gravy on them pork chops, okay? Was that a but term she voice, used? That's a term she used. No, I just felt like when the way she would explain it, it made me think of gravy on pork chops. That's dope. That's dope. But like just the fact of being confident and putting our own like swag on it. And um yeah, I feel like I definitely was younger, but like when I think of like singing, singing, like I know what I'm singing, I'm doing different things while I'm singing. Definitely teenage years. Okay. And it was at church. Yep. That's fire. What's the um your first time beyond kindergarten. Let's not even talk about it. You said that was a group thing, right? Even though you, I was the star, though. Don't leave right. that part out. Even though you stole the star spot, you was not on the damn program as a star. Your first time yeah. being That's what they said. the <laughs> your first time being the star of the show. Walk me through that process. This my first time being the star of the show. Yeah. The show that you came to. So what was that process? Because I came to it and that was that was my first time having a live. Well, it wasn't really a show, it was a live session. Okay. Um What's because show hold is on, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but like for people that aren't in tune, what's the difference between live show, live session? For me. Sure. Um, the difference between live session and live show. Live session is really intimate. Yeah. Um, live music, of course, so like live band, background singers, mm-hmm. but really intimate setting. Not like a stage. Mm-hmm. Not like a huge big performance. Lights flashing and yeah, dancers and like that's a show. But for me, live session yeah. is more intimate. Still live band, live singers, but just a more intimate setting. No stage. Kind of like we're in close proximity. Mm-hmm. So for a live session, I'm able to see what the audience is not like an actual stage. I'm on like the same level. It's intimate, right? Close knit. And, you know, live show is big stage, or maybe not big stage, but a stage period. Light, dancers, like, I'm able to like look down or like look out far and just, mm-hmm. you know, that's the difference for me. So my first live session, which is what you came to, 
that was the first time I was on the program as oh. the star. That was the first time. Damn, how nervous. On a scale from one to ten, talk me through the day. So when you the night you went to sleep, I'm gonna ask oh, wait. before you boy extrapolate, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you, and then you can go okay. into detail, okay? So take me to 10 p.m. the night before. What was that like? 10 p.m. the night before, mm -hmm. I was making drinks. Oh, for you that you sold? To sell at the venue, yes. Right. I was making drinks from 10 to 1 a.m. Ooh, that takes away from the creative side, though, which might have been good. It might not no, actually, it didn't take away from the creative side, but it was peaceful. Okay, that's a good thing. Making, yeah, like bartending is something I do on the side, you know, little plug plug. If you need your punches, you know, reach out to me. I got you. But in, yeah. making oh, drinks are, um, it's definitely peaceful for me. So although it's the night before right. my live session and, you know, I should be resting because I need to rest so that my vocals can be crisp and whatever. Okay. I was making drinks because they're my signature drinks. Yeah. And pretty good too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm alcoholic. Pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, they're my signature drinks. And of course, right, I could have given someone a recipe and had them make it, right? But I just felt like mm -hmm. it was my first live session right. and I wanted to be a part of it as much as possible, even down to the drinks. So so I was making drinks from 10 to 1. Mm. And after I was done making drinks and put them in the pouches, put them in the fridge, you know, all the things. Uh, what did I do? I went to sleep from about 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. Did you drink at all while you were making the drinks? So I have to taste the drinks to <laughs> it was a great taste answer. the punch, rather, it to... Is make sure that you know it's good sure so but it wasn't enough to where like oh i'm lit like right, no, right, right. i was already tired so to be honest i can't tell you if it was the punch or me but mm -hmm. <laughs> i was exhausted either way sure so yeah i got about 7 30 hopped in the shower and my day began from 7 a.m on <laughs> so so how much of that did you have to work that day? I did not. Good. Or maybe not good. You tell me. So like the space. Good. Is, what time did the star the show start? Um if you can give me a ball. A little, a little after nine. Okay. So that gives you seven AM to nine PM. So that's twelve hours. My math's probably bad. Fourteen hours. To sit and think of what's coming. How was the entire day for you? Because I know your mom came, um, your brother came, your cousins came, and everybody else came. And you, because I, I, I know it's like hosting something, inviting people to something, who's coming, who's not coming, what's the excuse is going to come in, like all of this shit, whether you don't want to pay attention to it or not, it does have an effect, even if it's... Oh, working. you know what I'm saying? I am super preventative. Talk to me. What does that mean? Super preventative. So as far as the who's coming, who's not, I did not allow the names to be shown on Eventbrite. Oh, that's fucking smart. 
That's good. That's good. And I also did not download the app on my phone. So if at any moment I mm. decided to go check and let's say for some reason the feature wasn't working to where mm-hmm. I couldn't see the names and let's say the names were able to be seen, I was like, oh yeah, no, no. I know myself. So, <laughs> and not because I care about who's coming, but just because I want to see if it's sold out or not. That was more so the thing. So I didn't even put the app on my phone. So 7.30, I get up, I shower, and um, a homegirl picks me up. We put all the drinks in the car. I go to my hair appointment. It's the first thing I did. Mm. Went to my hair appointment. Mm-hmm. After my hair appointment, I, I had planned, okay? heavy on the plan to take a nap. So I got some food and I had a plan to take a nap. Mm-hmm. And when I was getting my food, it was about like one o'clock. So I'm like, oh, I can take a nap from like two to like six because I had to be at the venue at seven and it was like 20 minutes away. Talk to me. So I, I could not take a nap. No yeah. matter what I did, right. no matter what happened, I could not take a nap. Yeah. So I just laid there, laid there and twiddled my thumbs. I was on Instagram. <laughs> I was on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I even was in my Bible app. Okay. I was just all the things. I was just busy, busy, okay, busy. Right. And at that point, now it's like, Time is just moving. Now it's like 4.30. And now text messages are coming through. And oh, I swore oh. I put my phone on do not disturb. Yeah. Mm-mm. That shit don't work all I forgot. I forgot. And yeah. now what started to happen was people started to text me. Yo, you got tickets left? Mm. Yo, you think I can still come through? Now it's 4.45 on the dot. I know it's 4.45 and I remember the time because that was the time that the ticket sold out. Get it. Say that again. So at 4.45, oh, tickets sold out. Out. Eventbrite sends me an email. All tickets are sold out. Yeah. That's fine. And I had, and the feature that I had on was once tickets are sold out, you can no longer buy tickets and you cannot pay at the door. So, people are now, now the text messages are changing from, yo, can I still buy tickets to, yo, you sure I can't get in? You sure I can't get in? Yo, do you got a VIP list? So, let me ask you, was that a confidence boost or was it more, holy shit, people are actually showing up and that a pressure's on? Yo. Because people I don't think about this. that from the outside. My exact thought was, yo, I just sold out. And yeah. I'm an independent upcoming artist. Talk to him. It's only crazy until it happens. Hashtag crazy face. Shout out to Mike Todd. Mike Todd is a pastor who spoke a sermon about crazy face. Mm-hmm. And Something that he always said was, listen, when it seems crazy or it seems impossible, let your faith carry you through to see it come through. 
And it's only crazy until it happens. Like, it's only crazy if it happens. And that's exactly what I said. Like, I just sold out. I'm an independent upcoming artist who don't have a single out, who does not have a crazy fan base, who's not viral. Right. And I just sold out my first live session. Boom. Hours before the event. That's so dope. So you're not like hitting people up at, let's say the show was at eight at seven thirty. Hey, I got some tickets left. You want some? That's a good feeling. Nah. That's such a good feeling because I've and always... at that moment I was just like, mm. after the whole oh it's only crazy until it happens. Oh, 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 it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Oh, Ooh, it's happening. <laughs> but now like so... having the yeah. reaction like oh gosh, it's happening. Okay, uh, yeah. That's right. This, right. Yeah, this is what's happened. You right, know, right, right. you're good. You're okay. You're right. good. You got right. this. Because <laughs> that's what I ask you when it's when, it, when it's like uh like for me when I do the podcast, I never looked at my numbers because I didn't need that stress. For me, I'm thinking I'm doing high numbers, and it's lower. And then the one time, I saw that the numbers were really increasing. I have an audience now, and now I actually when I'm talking to four or five people. I can say what I want. These are my people. But now it's an audience of people I don't know. And now I have to, have to come through. When you see that you sold out, you have an audience. Now they're expecting you to perform. That's why I asked you, was it like... Yeah, it was just oh, like... Yeah, you know why? Because true. initially... So around... This is the crazy thing, though. Like, this is, this is the really, really crazy part. Yeah. The thing for me was... Like I said to you, after I got my hair done, I went and grabbed food. That was probably roughly at like one o'clock. Yo, at one o'clock, 35 tickets were sold. Crazy. <laughs> so a, I was how like, did you feel at that moment? Oh, right. this is great. Yeah. I expected about 30. This is wonderful. Are you eating? I'm you ready. Your minimum. This is yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, this is great. Yeah. Three over, five, you know, five over. Okay, woo. Let's have let's have a show. Yeah. For three and a half, three forty-five. Later, it's sold out. Crazy. So after that, right after, it's only crazy until it happens. Mm. Now I'm laying down, and now I'm anxious. But this is good anxious because you know there's like oh. But this is the good anxious, the good yeah. side of anxiety that, yeah. you know, I know and that I'm aware of that doesn't bother me. Ooh. So that happens. And then it slows down. I'm like, okay, I might be able to take a nap. I close my eyes for about five to 10 minutes mm. and then. I'm, I'm like antsy and I'm tossing and turning. I'm tossing and turning. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, maybe if I scroll in my phone a little bit, it'll help me calm down. I scroll in my phone a little bit and then I scroll up to see a picture of my dad. Mm. And immediately, I'm still tossing and turning, but I feel, I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Okay. You are right. You're right. It's about to happen. Mm -hmm. Boom. I feel the breakdown and I run out of my homegirl's room, 
to her couch and the breakdown happens. Now, for those who the you know who don't know, mm-hmm. I lost my dad. My dad passed away back in July. So this is my first live session. It's me as the star. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my gosh. I just sold out. And the first person that I would want to text would be my dad to say, yo, I just sold out, Pop. It's up. It's up. Like, ah, I can't wait to see you later. Oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to take a nap. Because he would say whatever his response would be, either, yeah, you go, girl, proud of you, whatever. But I knew that somewhere in there he would say, now you need to rest and take a nap because you need to be ready. Yeah. And that you need to take a rest and nap would have calmed everything down. Mm. And I would have taken a nap. Yeah. So yeah. That's how that happened. <laughs> right? Like how that happened like that. That's yeah. Cool. And so was you able to get that little bit of time in to yourself before you jumped on stage? No. <laughs> no, because so no, because the breakdown was so bad yeah, and lasted so long that by the time the breakdown was done, it was time for me to shower Damn. and start getting ready. No nap. Right. No nothing. And, you know, as someone who lost a parent, you know, you have different types of breakdowns. You have the, right. I cried a little bit, I'm cool. Yeah. Then you have the breakdowns where it's like, oh, oh, I'm dying. No, you this got is how that it's gonna one, end for me. You got that one that I've been in that club, and you got like, that one oh that, no, and it fucking comes like out it's of gonna nowhere. end right here. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. And I and so you know with that, it drains you. Yeah, big so time. now at this point big I'm time. exhausted, and I can't take a nap. Yeah. I can't. Listen to I can't what you just said there. Listen to what you said there. I'm exhausted and I can't nap. And unfortunately, for everybody out there that's part of this shitty club of the Lost Parent Club, we've all been there. And I divert from my guests because I want y'all to hear this. One thing my mother said to me, and we're going to get back to your point. I'm not going to deviate from that, pros. But anybody that has a sick parent or whatever, we've all. My mom told me, walk down the street, half the people on there have been through a lost parent and they're still going. Keep going. Wow. Life doesn't end there. My mother was so blunt with me. She was so straight up, which is why I think I am how I am. You can't show your Yeah. You know, like you've spoken to my mom and you know what? This is my cousin, right? (laughs) And she (laughs) had conversations with my mother and I know her father, very blunt people, we're not going to sugarcoat it to you. And I think because of that is why we are how we are. And my yeah. mother always told me, like, I'm going to, I don't know how blunt your dad was. Well, your, your dad, well, actually, I don't know. I, I can't say it. But my mom was like, no, really ill. So my mother would really sit here and tell me all the time, like, I'm going to pass. This is this. But understand, because, you know, our grandmother passed before we met her. So there mm-hmm. was some history there for them to kind of partake that put that wisdom onto us. My mother always said, don't stop. Keep going. I'm good. And that's such yeah. a, I'm saying that about your dad is such a, my uncle is such a big thing that is like, um, 
I try to keep this professional. Like we're human. <laughs> and you, you talking about him and that all, <laughs> what I imagine right there with my uncle, your father was texting you and he had the damn newspaper in his hand. Cause he single handedly kept the newspaper business alive in New York city. And like he had it in his hand telling you that. The and Post so should have endorsed him a long time ago. 100%. This man had a newspaper in his hand every day. Every day. A newspaper and a sun kiss, an orange sun kiss. Ah, I didn't notice that part. And that's dope. Yeah, that's why, like, if you you notice, like, if I'm having, like, a day or whatever the case is, and mm. it just depends on the type of day, yeah. I'll get an orange sun kiss. So, like, if you ever see me post an orange sun kiss mm. on Instagram, yeah, there you that's go. the connection. There you <laughs> go. No, that's pretty That sun kiss brings peace, okay? I listen to a Jackie Wilson song. That was my mom's that's my mom's guy. You know what I mean? So hey. when you went on stage, no, and that's never talk about that. You get to the place. The drive over there. Okay, I'm gonna ask you these specific questions. You drive to the venue, anxiety level 10 being the highest. What level were you driving there? Like a one. Flawless. When you got there, how early did you get there before the show that started? That breakdown took everything I had. I didn't have, I didn't have nothing left. That's a good and a bad <laughs> thing. That's a good and a bad thing. That was I so- didn't have anything. I was actually, you know what it is? Because after having it, um, after having it, and then like obviously revisiting like the picture hmm. in my phone, it was just like, now I was like, okay, you did all of that. Yeah. You cried it out. Got it. You ready? All right, cool. So that's kind of how, like, that, that that's kind of how I responded to it. Like, I said to myself, like, okay, you got everything out. You got it all out. So since you had the breakdown, you let anxiety out, you let stress out, you let fear exactly. out. So now you're ready. Like, at this point, what else can happen at this point? You already left every, and I left it there. Like, I cried. And cried and cried and and was shaking and blah, blah, all of that, yeah. all of that. I wrapped it up and added other stuff to that breakdown and left it there so that I can really be able to have this show up. I am a super 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 spiritual person, and I right. literally felt like in that moment, I was just like, "No, God, like for real." <laughs> like yeah. as hard as I'm crying, I'm not gonna be able to sing later because all of that affects your vocals. Yeah. Like that uh, uh, like what in the it moment mean? it doesn't feel like it, but yeah. all that did all them different breathing patterns and yeah. you know, the stress and the trauma that's coming out, like all that affects your vocals. And I was saying, yeah. no guy, like you gotta help me <laughs> because in a second. My background singers are gonna be singing my parts, and I'm just be yeah. standing there looking cute because this is a lot. But I literally was just like, I had to pray like in the moment, like while having to break yeah. down. And then when I looked at the picture, I just when I looked at it, it was more so like my dad always called me little mommy. So mm-hmm. it's like little mommy, you not did all that, but you gotta relax now, <laughs> like because you got yeah. yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And then so after that. Stop. I literally just, just sat up. Everything just stopped all at one moment. And I was just like, I remember saying to my homegirl, who I call my sister, I'm like, her name is Janelle. I was like, Janelle. I was like, I'm ready now. She was like, yeah. 
I definitely think you're ready. <laughs> like, Bars. you're ready now. You got the worst part out. Like, you, yeah. you're ready now. Because I felt like nothing that can happen tonight can be any worse than this moment that I just had. That is such an impactful thing right there. Shout out to so you. So I was like, oh, nothing. <laughs> like, Man. sound, Word. notes, Word. nothing. Nothing could be, can feel as oh. bad as that just felt. I don't think people understand the feeling of that because some, luckily, a lot of, oh, not a lot of people, but there are people that aren't in this club that we are in, unfortunately. Yeah. And you add that to the artists. There's a lot of people who are artists that are scared to do it. And it takes a lot. Yeah. I mean, you can be trash. It still takes a lot of bravery to put yourself out there. And you're doing mm -hmm. that. And you had that moment, which is so dope. Like, I wish, I, I think sometimes the first, um, I think my mother ever heard that I recorded wasn't my best, you know, cause I was still starting, but it was pretty good. And she cried and she was like, this is you. And I was like, yeah. And she never got to hear me at my peak, you know, and which is fine. Yeah. What she heard at that time was my peak at that time. And she, I remember her and she was like, this is you. And she was listening and she like started crying. And I'm like, the song was about, you know, this is the crazy thing. The song was about a girl. I cannot. The song was about a girl's called Gotta Be On Top For You, which is her Instagram. I mean, not Instagram, but this is how old I am. This is her AIM name, her America Online name. Oh, my gosh. My mother listened to it, and she just heard the pattern, and that was a battery in my back to keep writing. Because my mother didn't listen to rap music. You know what I'm saying? No. The fact that that can be your inspiration is, is dope. Okay. So... So you get to the venue. What's the prep before the show? Like, what is the process of that? How are you feeling? Oh, my gosh. It was annoying. It was annoying. <laughs> Not nerve-wracking. It was annoying. Why so? For, for, the, for the people oh out gosh. there, I'm asking um, Pearls these questions because I'll, there's a lot of people that listen to me that are trying to get into a game, and everybody has to go through these steps. Everybody had a first showcase so how did that feel to you it was annoying no <laughs> so it was annoying because number one i'm tired sure number two i i'm not a perfectionist but everything that i do i want it done in excellence as you should sure so um you know, at the time it was just myself there with the venue owner and we were just like going through different lighting mm -hmm. and me picking like, you know, what lights I want and how dark and how light and then just kind of transforming the room to be what I want it to look like. Sure. Um, so we're just going through that, going through that. And then I'm looking outside. It's pouring like nobody's business. Oh. Monsoon. <laughs> Outside, okay, cry me a river, like outside, yeah, literally. And I'm like, not that in there, not a, not thinking at any moment that people were not going to come because of the rain. I never felt that way. Good. I never felt that way. I did feel like it would interrupt people getting there on time, right? But I was okay with that because that just gave me more time, so no problem. But I was more so just concerned, right? Like, I'm thinking about my mom who had a two-hour drive. I'm thinking about 
my brothers, you know, like all these people that just had long drives and or long commutes, right? Like you who's coming from work, who's exhausted, and then you have to travel in the rain or what? Then I'm thinking about my tech guy, right, who has his monitors in the rain. I'm thinking about all these things. Mm. And so I'm annoyed with the rain more than anything, to be honest, and the fact that I'm tired. So went through the lights, whatever, whatever. Now um, we are preparing to have, like, sound check. Boom. I started getting my makeup done. In the middle of getting my makeup done, I had to do a sound check. Annoyed again. Sound check sucks. I don't like sound check. Annoyed because <laughs> I know what it feels like to be in a groove and to be in the zone and to be in the moment, mm-hmm. and you have to stop and then recreate it. So I, I was mm. annoyed that my makeup artist had to like come out of her creative zone and now jump back in, like. Crazy. South South to Shaniqua, Unicorn Cosmetics. Um, the unique experience is her name on Instagram. Book her. So I sent you a little, little plug. Um, and, you know, I was just like, Neek, I'm sorry. I just kept saying, Neek, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to do a sound check. And she's also trying to get my makeup to a point where it looks decent enough for a sound check, just in case. We want to get some raw footage just in case, you know, my photographer wants to get some pictures. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just was like, I'm sorry, Nick, I'm sorry. So boom, have sound check, go to sound check. I'm now walking through some of the audience to get to sound check. And I'm like, oh, wow. 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 There's oh, people. No. Okay. It's real. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I go to sound check, kill sound check kill sound check because I was on Instagram and I've been just like I follow like a few influencers um like some independent artists as well and just also some vocal pages and something that I didn't really follow as a singer most of my life was when you get to sound check you're supposed to kill sound check I thought that when you get to sound check you just sing enough just to test your mic you know you don't do too much and that's mm-hmm. it and I I can't remember who the influencer was or who the artist was but he was saying, listen, when you get to sound check, you're supposed to kill the sound check. You're supposed to sing the song that you know you're going to kill for your show and kill that joint in sound check. Really? Because you really want to sing for real to really get the sound effects so that they can figure out your mic and whatever else. Because, you know, normally in sound check, you're just like, yeah. And just just kind of like testing out the sound but like no what about when you're gonna do yeah 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 you need to know that all of that's gonna come out in the mic right so kill yeah. sound check i come back out finish getting my makeup done now i'm getting dressed and i'm like okay i'm cool i'm in my head a little bit because i'm just thinking you know, I just want everything to be right. You know, like I'm really hoping that everything went well after I left sound check, like with the mics and that everything's working. I'm hoping that the temperature in the venue is good because I don't want the AC to knock out my voice, but I also want the audience to be comfortable. So everything that I'm thinking about has nothing to do with pearls. Yeah, yeah. You you own some CEO CEO everything. Yeah, like nothing I'm even thinking about has anything to do with pearls. However, Because I am someone who is a giver, who's, you know, 
empathetic. Like, I just want to make sure everyone's good as well as myself. So, cool. Done. Now I am about to come out to perform. And I just paused. Mm -hmm. And I, I did a prayer with my mentor and my band and my singers. And that that kind of like grounded me and like calmed me down some but mm-hmm. now i'm like all right the moment is here mm-hmm. and then i realized right before i put my foot to go through the door mm-hmm. this is fire this is dope oh my gosh the lights are so good i'm about to go out wow so yeah my dad is not going to be sitting there He's actually on my, he's actually on my jacket and not in the seat. Ooh. And you know what's so bad about that? You can't back out. The show's show's on. And I knew that he would have kicked my behind if I had not. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. That moment right there is when you as a griever, I'm making that up, but you as a griever go through (laughs) a series of events in a matter of like 60 Mm -hmm. seconds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can have a breakdown right now. I can just scream and cry. I can hit the floor. Yeah. And not saying that, like, I'm choosing. Like, these things could automatically just happen. Yeah. Because that's how grief shows up. It's emotional. Like, grief shows up and will two-piece you. You'd be like, yo, I ain't even see you. Yep. So mm-hmm. all of those grief stages ran through, right? And then it's like, or I could go out here, I could grab this mic, I could kill his joint, have him on my back so his his energy is with me. And he's still with me and he's a part of this. And I could put on my big girl leggings, you know. It was a little too tight for the record. It was a little too tight. I ain't like that. Um, it was a bodysuit. It was actually it was a bodysuit and it actually was not the tightest it could be. It was actually too big. Mm -hmm. So whatever it was. mm -hmm. Anyway. Too much titty, too much die. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So mm-hmm. I literally, my, my dad was on the back of my jacket yeah, he was. Um, and I was, I had like a little collar. So I literally shook my collar a little bit. The door opened and it just clicked. That's beauty. Curls. Beauty. There you go. Like that was it. It was up. It was up from there. You arrived. I walked out. Yeah. I was able to see a little bit of people, but the way that I did the lighting, I did it to where I wouldn't see at least the first two rows of people. Okay. That's interesting. So I kind of saw, but I didn't see. And and it's funny because the people, the few that I did see, I'm glad I saw them because not taking anything away from anyone else that was there, but Mm -hmm. those particular people uh, are peaceful for me to see That's dope. when I'm not in a peaceful place or like you know maybe an anxious place or a stressful right. place right um so like the first person I saw was my god sister yeah 
my god sister Ashley we call each other booby um and actually before right before I came out there was a an audio that played and on the audio it was my god sister Ashley and she was saying so she was actually coming to another event that I had like years ago mm-hmm. where I was a featured artist so, like the artist had a whole set and I was like his featured artist mm-hmm. and that was my first featured showcase. Um, and she pretty much just like sent me a video like, hey, I'm so proud of you. You know, tonight is, yes, about the artist, but you're featured. So like, this is one of your big moments. I'm so proud of you. You've been singing backgrounds. You've been helping people, writing for people, arranging for people, doing all these things. But now it's finally about you. And tonight, I just want you to be yourself. And, you know, I hope you're resting and resting your vocals. And it was just like an encouraging clip. And any time that I have a moment where I'm anxious or, like, I feel like, oh, yo, can I, like, am I really about to go out here and do this and sing or do whatever? If I go through those motions, I listen to that video and that audio. So I had that play before I came out. Mm -hmm. And she never knew. Like, she never knew that. She never knew anything about that until the day of and it's happened. And she's like, that sounds like me. Yeah, it's you. Mm, yep, yeah, it's you. That's her and, yeah. and the thing was, people that were coming in, like, you know, like they were a little late to the show, they were coming in, and th- that video and audio was playing, but I had the door open so that I can hear it, right? Because guess what? In that moment, I needed to hear it. Yeah. I'm actually going on stage, and people were talking to me, and I was like, um, I'm sorry, I'm listening to this. <laughs> But you know it works because I needed it in that moment mm-hmm. because that's that's a part of my piece before I go out. So now this is my first live session, my where it's just about me. I need to hear this, like, and that's Absolutely. it. and you and you smashed it, and it's it's Thank hard. You. People don't. I wasn't there when you first came out. I don't think I was there when you first came out, but I remember the control that you had of the crowd. That's a kind of a cool, like Marvel universe origin story that created the superhero. That is you. That's pretty dope. And it's not easy. You can be the greatest ever. And the nerves are still going to be there. And you, the nerves of being on stage, yeah. the nerves of everything that was going on around you. Cause that was still fresh. Yeah. Was there, your people were there. And you fashed it. And I'm not going to tell you that out of gas because if you was trash, I wouldn't tell you you was ass, but uh, I probably wouldn't invite you on the show like that because I don't want to lie. And you went on there, <laughs> your thing, and you killed Thanks. it. So I want to give you your props on that. And I know that is just the stepping stone to the next hundreds of steps that's going to get you up to where you got to get to. And, and you know what's so crazy? Like, even before before doing it like before doing the live session or even before planning it and whatnot what kind of confirmed me like with the green light with that was my dad's funeral like my dad's funeral Mm. i i sang at my dad's funeral which was the hardest solo tribute whatever you want to call it i've ever had to do in my entire life sure and I, me, she, pearls, okay, because nobody told me to do this, okay? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. chose to sing not one, but two songs. Like mm-hmm. I done made it a medley. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to get through that and have done that to the best of my ability, after getting off of that pulpit was when I knew for sure, like you were ready before and you know, you 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 were able to do this, but girl, you definitely can do this. Um, and after that, I was just like, you know, I've been saying I want to do a live session. I got to do it. I got to do it because this is showing me that life is short. And I, I think that I have all this time and I don't, no, you know, you so don't. that was what kind of confirmed it for me. And I would watch, I would, one of the songs that I sang was Stan by Diane McClurkin. I would watch that video every single day because there was peace somehow in that video for me and also there was a confidence that sat on me that I know was God-given but there was a confidence that sat on me like I felt like God my my dad and my brothers gave me this confidence that sat on me to get through it and like they're pulling on their strength without them even knowing like in their weakest moment they were the most of my strength Mm. and I was able to get up there and sing. And I just remember literally walking in like the wake part, walking to the casket. And my cousin Summer was next to me. And I was like, now listen here. This is me talking to my dad. Now listen here. Okay. I finna get up here and sing these songs. But let me tell you something. If at any moment, okay, you feel like I'm about to screw this up, crack fall down you better get up out this thing and make sure i'm good because i'm not playing with you yeah, yeah. and my cousin summer was cracking up and i was <laughs> i was dead serious sure. i was dead serious i'm like look i want my red lip pop mm-hmm. i got this bomb dress on and i finna sing my behind off in this church however at any rate in any moment you see me getting a little chivalry you better help me but that confirmed it for me and even I knew from then, like, you know what? I'm going to get a jacket. I'm going to put him on the back because he reminded me, even laying here without breath in his body, that I was created to do this. Fact. Because he was the one who had always told me from young, mm. you're going to sing. You're going to sing. You're going to sing. Yeah. That's dope. Yo, two cheers. Pearls, I've had you on there for nine hours. <laughs> My toes itch. My cat's out there making noise. I don't know if you heard him on the, on it, but we have a lot more to talk about because we had a little pre-discussion about things we want to talk about. We didn't get to this because I wanted to dig into the mind of an artist. I wanted to dig into the mind of an artist that is starting her ascent because you're more in tune with the prep and the steps that come into it and you know, where it began at, and I'm very thankful for the fact that you came on here and shared your story with me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Oh, is that what we're doing? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. You ain't saying nothing. I got mad rage. Talk to me. You got rage, but do you have tone? Oh, you want some tone? I got you right here. Don't play. Don't fuck with me, son. 
That is not tone. That is exactly what tone is. I just I just redefined it. Mm, I guess. She said, "Mm, yo, where can they reach you at? Where can they find your Instagram or whatever you want to put out there? If you don't want to put out nothing, that's fine too, because people are (laughs) my Instagram is unique pearls with a Z and unique pearls on SoundCloud. And if you oh, if you on the TikTok world, it's unique pearls with two Z's. And yeah, Twitter, unique pearls. And follow me, follow my journey, follow my experience, follow my different seasons, mm. my artistry. Um, I'll definitely be doing another live session soon. So look out for that. But if you're following me, Definitely, we'll see some posts about it. So make sure you follow me. No doubt, we'll promote that here. In the Black and Red Cave, Deep Dose, and I am losing my voice because I've been up since like four in the morning. I just peeped that it's two o four a.m. So I'm up for twenty two hours. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of the art. It's two o four a.m. and Pearls has to wake up for work at five a.m. So this is dedication, artistry, love, and affection. And okay. number one, above all of that, it is support your own because I am not Joe Rogan and she gave me her time. And you know what? If I get famous like Joe Rogan, she'll always have a place. So with that said, Pearls, love you. Not because you my cuz, because some of the things I don't know, we got to talk about some things. But more to love. I'm proud of you. We'll talk soon. I love you too. My name is Iron. And the question I need to ask you above all is, where are the hoes? You know where they at. Peace out, people.